Welcome back. This is another episode of the Epic Epoch Podcast, episode 21. We are right smack in the middle of the pack, the server party, and we're talking about all things related to multiplayer. With me, as always, is my co-host, Dread. Hello, this is Dread. In today's video topic, we're going to be going over, of course, the Super Bowl. Oh, wait, wrong, wrong one. Never mind. That's tomorrow. <laughs> I, I literally found out today that the Super Bowl is tomorrow. <laughs> I am super out of it. It's funny that you even make that joke. <laughs> I mean, I don't really care about the Super Bowl. I just thought it'd be funny. Yeah, whoops. All right, so we do have a special guest with us today. We have Rain. Rain, welcome. Hi. And Rain, could you give us a little introduction about who you are, what kind of experience you have in Last Epoch? Uh, I do like, I like making weird builds and stuff. I'm a, I'm a CT. Um, and yeah, I just make weird builds and silly interactions and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So unfortunately, we don't have a YouTube channel or a Twitch channel or anything to advertise for you, but... I do know that you've made some builds in the past, so we brought you on specifically. You've been playing a lot with Dread recently in multiplayer, helping him figure out the builds that he wanted to uh, min-max in the past week that we've had. What what have you two been up to? Stealing all of his ideas. No, I'm joking. But uh, <laughs> no, seriously, though, it's a lot to like catch up on. So having someone that actually had some experience on the server beforehand, because like, you know, we didn't want to be on it for obvious reasons. So being able to catch up with everything was really nice. And Rain was one of the people that definitely helped me. It was all by accident, too. It was just on accident. That's, that's what's funny about it. <laughs> well, the fact that the patch notes are supposedly like 60, 70, 80 pages long. Hopefully those get condensed down at some point. But Dredd, you and I still haven't seen those. So we're we're playing. We're trying to experiment with a lot of builds. We're doing a lot of reading. But at the end of the day, every once in a while, there's a CT like Rain or somebody in Twitch chat who tells us, by the way, this item over here has a more multiplier on it. Or by the way, this thing changed. Or by the way, did you know this? We've been doing a lot of learning over the past week. So having the CTs hanging out has been great. Yeah, it's been a lot of knowledge to understand and try to fit in your brain. And I'm still not, still not finished with all of it still. <laughs> I mean, so I, I, think, I forget I think, about them all the time too, so... Sorry, go ahead. I forget about a lot of the changes too. Like I forgot that Locket has a multi more multiplier on it until like yesterday. So Locket. I mean, you have to run the shield, so of course you forgot about it. True. Very true. <laughs> Wait, is that Locket of the Forgotten Knight? The set bonus gives like more more void damage yeah. per time rust stack. It's I've loved finding all the new more damage multipliers on items. We were complaining for a long time over the past years. <laughs> That you didn't get enough damage from your gear and like too much of your damage, a disproportionate amount of damage came from your, uh, came from like, you know, your, your mastery, your, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The skills that you were specking into, like the 20 points, 21, 22 points you have. And not enough in the gear itself. So now that we have more multipliers popping up, like on Lock of the Forgotten Knight, I don't know if I want to use all three of them. I don't know if I want to give up Bastion just for like a little bit more damage. But I, I like the idea. It's definitely, definitely tease worthy because it's 24% more damage in the end. And that's more than, uh, what, what's it called? Shoot, the, the, the idol. What's it called? That's, that's more than a, singularity. Uh, singularity. Yeah, that's, that's more than singularity. And 
<laughs> but not quite as much as Throne of Ambition, which is now 40% oh, yeah. more damage. So, oh, yeah. right. so I, I tried to only have like some loose topic as a conversation for the day. I didn't want to like set it in stone, kind of like leave it open. Because frankly, there's a ton we could talk about. I actually so, had an idea. I actually oh, tell had an me. idea about that. I was gonna say what we could we could talk about our favorite and most like our favorite change and our most disliked change. How about most disliked change that isn't just a bug? Or else I'm just gonna well, sit here complaining about Obviously, yeah, lunch. not 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 a, not a bug. I'm terrible. just talking about the actual changes, like the actual changes. I know Rain has a few. <laughs> just a well, let, let me think you about know. it. Rain, can you tell Rain. me? Uh, my least favorite change, if you want to know, like, um, yeah, let them know. I, how do I put it? I like the ailment change. I think it was healthy for the game. I think a lot of ailments and bills needed that change, and I think the execution of that change might be my single least favorite thing about the uh, patch, about the things so far for certain use cases. There's a lot of items that suffered very heavily, and there's a lot of builds that kind of don't make sense gearing wise anymore. So. So you like that that ailments were nerfed, but you don't like how they did it. I like I don't like okay. I don't like the fact that every single skill tree has like seven thousand percent penetration on it now. That's kind of my issue. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you can explain like it in okay. more detail. <laughs> you can explain it in more detail. We got time, Rain. Sure. So like they switched all the so a lot of skill trees had um like bleed effect, poison effect, etc. on it, right? Um, and those were pretty important for scaling your poison damage or your bleed damage or whatever kind of damage you felt like dealing. Uh, Electrify, yep, that's another really big example of that. That was hit pretty hard. Uh, and the numbers on those effects were kind of high, but usually medium. But now they're all just penetration. They globally went to penetration, where a lot of them could have maybe gone to duration or even chance or just like a simple, like this skill does 20% more damage with poison or something like that. A lot of those types of things kind of feel a little bit rough around the edges to me. You could even do things like bleeds are faster, poisons are faster. Like there's there's a lot of space for cool mods to put on ailments, and I feel like just making them all penetration might not have been the, you know, it, it was an easy fix, but it might not have been the most effective fix long term. I I feel like I feel like I'm a boring person because I when you said what's your favorite change or like what's your least favorite change like I made the joke about lunge but I started thinking like okay what's my least it's like well I I, I like that they nerfed ailments but they made it so boring because I I I know Amrathy likes explaining the the ailment effect by talking about buckets and it's it's kind of a good way of about thinking about more multipliers as opposed to increased modifiers. But like increased modifiers all go in one big bucket together, and more modifiers are each a separate bucket. And ailment effect was a bucket which was basically just a more multiplier, is a is multiply your base damage, which is what multipliers do. And taking all of that away, like you just remove this more multiplier that's interesting and pops up all over the place, and you replace it with something that you already have tons of like you already have tons of shred you already have you know shock you already have penetration on your amulet you already have penetration on your gear like why did you take something that was interesting and make it boring yeah i'm with used you to, it is boring you used to get to like maybe what 60 percent pen total on on most builds and now with the ailment stuff you get to like what 600 percent you don't 700 penetration like you'd uh, rather mean, have something new and interesting and different Rain, Rain and I were talking about that, and like, it's not even the fact if like like if ailments were the same damage as they were before, yeah, all they did was just change the numbers. 
the the obsessively large numbers required to fix the old you know ailment effect stuff is obscene like like rain you want you want to explain some of your favorite spots on the tree right now uh on uh, like the on skill trees and stuff that you know showcase yeah. the penetration problem so if you look at shift <laughs> i don't have the exact numbers in front of me this second but if you look at shift there's like the the bleed for your next ability mm-hmm. uh section I'm pulling and that that's just right now. you're getting like I think 50% penetration and like 50% duration and then like 200% bleed chance just for that. And then on like lethal mirage tree, you have like 40% penetration and then another node right next to it that gives 50% penetration. All of it physical. It's like it's it gets a little bit silly after a while. Yeah, it, it adds up really fast. You have salt the wound giving you like you know potentially 100% 200% penetration depending on how hard you're investing into it. I mean. A lot of penetration it's, on these It's kind of hard to conceptualize as well. Like 10, 20, 30 penetration makes a lot of sense. But like, what does 600 penetration mean? Well, the problem is, the biggest problem is you get most of all that pen from your skills and your gear, right? You can get a lot of pen on gear. Like, what, what, is, what is like bleed pen on like... Uh, where is it? I think it's uh, on, on, uh, Sentinel. On Sentinel, Sentinel stuff, yeah. specifically. I think it goes up to like 60% pen on the prefix or something on tier 5. That is insane. Like, if that mod existed before, of course, all the bleed effect and all that, that would have been an insane modifier. Like, like ridiculous. <laughs> like, every bleed setup would have ran that. Like, like let me let me look here while I'm at it. Where is it? So that ignite, you know, the ignite warpath thing, like now it's forty five percent pen with ignite, right? There's like, like everything. Like why, why would you even bother getting penetration anywhere else? Yeah, on your gear, it's a huge number. Yeah, on the on the tree, on the tree on uh, Paladin, it's forty nine percent penetration, but just 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 from the tree, just <laughs> just from the cool. tree. Yeah, and. We don't want them to nerf ailments. I wish, you know, I don't want ailments to be bad, but I just think that, like... They should be interesting. If, like, well, pen, if they want it to keep it the way it is in terms of numbers, they should remove either the pen on gear or the pen on skills. Like, the problem is, is, like, either one of them is fine, but both of them combined is, like, ridiculous, right? Like, how much pen you can get. So, for instance... If they wanted to fix it, they could just make a lot of these pen numbers into like what? Maybe 10% more damage with bleed or 20% more damage with bleed. And then on the gear is where we get all the pen. Then we can stop complaining about damage not coming from gear because then we get these ridiculous pen numbers, right? We would still complain. Like, let's be clear. I know. I know. You get a step in the right direction. It would be a step in the right direction. Because right now it's just absolutely obscene. But yeah, so, that's a, that's your worst change. Yeah, it's let me uh-huh. let me say my best change. You said what's your least favorite change? What's your most favorite change you've seen? Yeah, I I kind of teased this already. I love seeing more multipliers on gear. That makes me so happy. Like they're not busted. Like they're they're good numbers. Another example that we saw was um, uh, Throne of Ambition gives up to forty percent more yes. damage, more armor as well. Just that word "more" is so impactful. Uh, God, I think there's one more thing. Was oh, you, oh shattered chains, which is a unique belt <laughs> yeah, that drops from Robus. It's like five percent more melee girl. damage per stack of doom on the enemy. Like, yeah, great. Fifteen percent more damage is not going to break anything, but it's exciting, and I like it. 
Osiron. Osiron. Yeah, Osiron. Yeah, 1% yeah, more damage per shock stack. Yes, Osiron's. Ah, uh, Osiron's. It's global, too. You could use that on anything. You could oh. use it on a non-shock build. Like, it's nuts. Osiron is definitely one of those rings that if you have the room, you're going to throw it on. And I like that because it's rare. Like, how rare is it now? It seems really rare right now. It's pretty common. But... Oh, okay. Because I haven't seen one yet. so I... I, don't, I don't think it's, like, super common. I just know that the last six runes of Ascendance I've used to trying to get the new ring have been uh, yeah. Osharon. Or I can't pronounce so, it. Look at this guy with the RNG. Not right, to Dredd pause on... our uh, conversation, yeah, go but ahead. Rain, you want to you explain our... Uh, our journey trying to figure out what the bug was with the runes of ascendance. So there's a oh. bug of some kind now. It's not consistent, <laughs> but you can let's see, how do I put this nicely? You can borrow your runes of ascendance from your party members and, and not give them back. <laughs> Is that what's happening? Yes. Yes. To Is that in why some sometimes they disappear and sometimes you have extras? So yeah, if you're use if you use a rune of ascendance and for some reason it didn't consume one, your party member just you just join to him from a party member potentially. Um, I we've kind of been aware of this bug in CT land for a little while. We've been trying to, like I've been trying to pin it down for a while, and I never managed to actually capture like the instance of it happening. But then on stream with Dread, we were playing with three people and we specifically saw it happening. So we all just stopped there, grabbed the logs, made the bug report posts, and like. Oh, it's finally going to go away. I can party with people without having to be suspicious of them trying to steal my stuff. I love it. That's pretty good. Okay. Item item gifting, more like item stealing. Let's hey, go. Let's go. <laughs> Looks like the game's not dead after all. <laughs> all right. So to continue our topic here, I'll uh, I'll talk about my uh, my favorite chain. Yeah, go ahead. So it's a very small one, very minute one, but I I think it's a testament to about almost three years of complaining. So I like playing Necromancer now in the last epoch. I've been playing it a lot more than a lot of other people. And one of the biggest problems with Necromancer in general, or minion builds, is the lack of abilities to teleport your minions around. Because that's how PoE gets around bad minion AI. It's just giving you a button to teleport them to you. And that makes it feel so much better. They could have okay AI, but being able to move them when you want to, it's great. And I have been complaining forever about not having convocation. And they finally gave it to us in the uh, in summon skeletal mage. There is a node that lets you teleport alongside your minions up to nine. And oh, it's so nice. I've been messing with it a lot. And I don't know if I could play a necromancer build that can't utilize that because it's just so strong. It's, actually it's a, being it's able to good, move things uh, with It's you. a good feeling skill too. Like it's not clunky. Yeah. It doesn't get in the way. It doesn't have weird animations to it. Just like it's basically feels like transplant. But yeah, it does. It feels great. It, it, it feels amazing. And like I've been addicted to playing like any kind of build right now that can utilize it properly. And it's definitely going to be one of my favorite things uh, when point nine comes around. A cool little tech for that, by the way. Um, if you're playing a Hungering Souls build and you have transplant specs, Fun fact, the maximum number of skeleton mages by default is three. <laughs> so as long Isn't as you make sure they stay alive, you're good to go. Well, you're and, moving around in the boss fight anyway. You're already going to be teleporting around. So if one dies, the, you get it back pretty yeah. quick. And, and also the nerfs to transplant definitely make you want to use it more too. 
I actually, I'm not sure. Transplant, I don't think, was nerfed that badly. I, never I mean, I mean the for nerf certain builds, that was nerfed. But for other builds, yeah. like, the build I'm playing now, I think it has, like, a 3,000% damage effectiveness. It's insane. Yeah. It, like, chunks bosses. It feels so good. I mean, I just yeah. love that they put Frenzy and Haste on Transplant for Lich builds. It yeah. feels very, very good. It's, it's a nerf slash buff on that. It's a nerf in terms of stacking that cast speed on already giving you Frenzy from different sources. But it's a buff in terms of giving you movement speed, so I'm always for that. So I like that. I, I like it when they uh, turn buffs into, like, these stacking buffs into just sources of certain kinds of uh, non-stacking buffs so they can kind of just pepper it everywhere, right, on the trees and all that and not have Getting to worry about Getting frenzy in different places, yep. Yeah, not have to worry about people stacking everything on top of each other. Now, all right, so I've talked about my most favorite change, Perry. What's what's your most hated change of the patch so far? Well, I I, I copped out. I still reigns most hated change. Oh, okay. Like the ailment change, like it was a good change, but it's boring. And I don't I right. like boring. I like making then decisions. What's, what's, I like. Yeah, what's your most favorite change than rain? Um, I don't think I guess so. It's a kind of a weird one. Um, there's a new node in the judgment tree. That gives you fire penetration per healing effect of this for the melee portion only. And while that node is, and like trying to do melee judgment is still probably not in the best spot in the world. It's better with the gloves, but it's still kind of tricky. The fact that that node exists makes me happy because that's like, I think, the first true stat stacker in Last Epoch. Like in PoE land, obviously, we have stat stackers where it's like, you know, you stack int and you're just getting, you're turning your intelligence into like 15 different, you know, usually get like five to six different offensive layers out of that one stat. And then it they kind of feels like garbage. And then you finally get past that, you know, 1500, 1600 threshold and everything just explodes and it feels amazing. And last epoch, you don't really, you only got like two, sometimes three layers of kind of multiplicative stuff out of one attribute. But with the judgment melee's hit specifically, you actually can get, I think four or five. And that's getting you, like once you get to like that 120, 130 attunement threshold, it starts to feel really crazy. And I kind of like that that exists in the game a lot. Or we've seen stat a lot stackers. Of yeah, we've seen a lot of skills that have, uh, you know, like, like stacking stats as a payoff for them. We've had like vitality being added into Devouring Orb. Like as long as you have 90 or more, one of your multipliers gets doubled. We've seen intelligence stackers being uh, added onto unique items. I love all that kind of stuff. It changes how you want to gear your yeah. character. Well, what I like about the stat stackers is like the problem that we always have with like the gear not mattering. Like stat stackers gear actually matters. Like you're playing a morning frost build, you add an extra 20 to 40 dexterity, it you actually feel it. It feels oh, I mean you feel it on your negative fizz res, but like you also feel it in terms of damage and stuff and all that. So it's like I, I like the stat stuff because getting like an exalted stat on like a piece of gear, it's really cool because like you can luck into it and slam it onto a one LP, you know, unique that you're using, right? All of a sudden that unique is giving you an insane amount of stats and stuff like that. I really appreciate. But now, of course, we get to talk about uh, the things I hate, the things I get to complain about now. Uh, let, let me see here. I just need to, I have like three different things. So and let like, me, I let have me pull to, up my notepad document of all the complaints. Yeah, let, me, let me look at my <laughs> characters here real quick and remember which one was the worst time. Oh, uh, because hmm. like I'm trying to figure out something that was an actual change and not intentional, like the lunch stuff, like you were saying, that mm -hmm. was very, uh, very painful. But I think the most annoying change out of every single skill tree that I've seen 
is the introduction of the Rat City Spear. That that was the most <laughs> annoying and painful. Now, the build itself, it's the problem I have with it is it's one of those items that is insanely strong and I, I get chided for it. And the YouTube comment section did stuff that like, oh, like the item's terrible. I'm like, no, the item is insane. Like, like stat wise, the item is insane in terms of just, like, just in case, yeah. just in case someone listening live <laughs> or, or later on on Spotify doesn't know what the Rat City Spear is. What What's the real name of this? this it's Lament of the Lost Refuge. It is the community designed unique a while back. And the community did not get what they wanted, so they decided to troll instead, and we got this item. Well, somebody out there, mm -hmm. one person got what they wanted. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And Uh. the biggest problem I have with this item is it's it kind of ties it to one of the skills that I like the least in this patch in general, and that's, of course, Volcanic Orb. And that's because I think Volcanic Orb showcases every single thing that I think is wrong with the with the old skill design. Obviously, they fixed a lot of these problems. Just Volcanic Orb hasn't been changed in three years. So just remember that when I'm complaining about these things. A lot of these things have been fixed and changed. But specifically, the point dump thing. The point dump thing is so frustrating because I'll spend hours and hours and hours messing around with my points inside the Volcanic Orb tree, right? Like trying to figure out the exact what I exactly want to do just, just at the end, just having nothing because of course, volcanic orb is volcanic orb. Now the spear itself, the spirit gives like what, like 150 flat void spell damage. And that is really strong specifically on mage because of the existence of dark shroud of cinders, giving you all of your increased damage for free by stacking fire auras. If this was on any other skill other than volcanic orb, if this was on like maybe Meteor, I guess, or I don't know, Ice Barrage or like like any other skill, it'd have been an insane unique. But the fact that it's on Volcanic Orb is the main reason why it's kind of like in the dumpster. And I hope that Volcanic Orb eventually gets the love it deserves. Surely it's it'll like, get changed. Yeah, but that was the most frustrating change because I spent 50,000 channel points to make you play it and I had to drop it. I, I'm the one that had to drop it. So, of course, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll do it. And I, I sacrificed all of my free time. Rain knows he was there the whole time. Yeah. What, it was wasn't fun. it like, fun? It was fun. It was fun, though. Multiplayer is yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't playing it, so it was even more fun. <laughs> and watching, wow. watching, listening to Dread complain. That's a lot of well, fun. I like that. The reason I enjoy the, the spear so much is it kind of like encourages a quote unquote unique play style where you're like moving instead of using teleport skills and stuff like that for mobility. And it felt amazing. I really enjoyed the play style. I just didn't enjoy having to micromanage placing my volcanic orb on rares to watch them instantly die. Or if I accidentally miss it by like a micron, they like take like no damage. I, I love that. It's wonderful. <laughs> But yeah, like the mana regen on it, like all of it is great. One day when Volcanic Orb is a good skill, it'll be great. Is there anything at all that you could possibly do with that spear other than Volcanic Orb? You can do Fire Aura stuff, but it's really frustrating because the biggest Fire Aura node, the one that gives you like 10 stacks of uh, Fire Aura, 
on Surge, guess what? It removes all your corrupted heraldry stacks because it's a movement skill. So it has anti-synergy with the fire aura setup, sadly. we I learned that very quickly. Rain was like okay. telling me about it. Rain was telling me about it. I'm like, no, I'm going to try it. And then I realized it. I'm like, oh, wow, this is terrible. <laughs> huh. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about the spear. Like, over, like the spear is a good item. It gives good stats. It gives kind of almost too good stats because it's trying to fix a really bad skill. And I feel like when you add an item like that to the game without actually changing Volcanic Orb, you're just adding a time bomb to the game because now in the futures, they're going to have to re they're going to rework Volcanic Orb. It's going to get changed eventually. There's no way it stays like this forever. And it's probably going to be a good skill afterwards. And then the spear is going to exist. It's going to be kind of breathing down their neck the whole time saying, hey, if you give that too many damage numbers, I'm going to break the entire freaking game wide open. Mm -hmm. So actually bonus topic, bon bonus thing I hate real quick while, while we're at this, I am I'm already tired of it. They they started it this patch, and I'm already tired of it. Okay. Wait 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 wait. Pause pause, 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 pause. Wait wait wait. Rain. Do you know what he's gonna complain about? He knows. What, he knows. What, what is exactly he already tired about? of after one week of playing? Uh, is it leveling new characters? No, no, that was really? fine. No, is no, it? that was fine. That was actually easier than last patch. Like having someone boost you—that's amazing. No, the the problem. Stop introducing us. Two-handed uniques, like oh. two-handed like uniques, like spears and all that, and like the shadow beacon and all that, but not like curse of perseverance too with the rework. And stop giving us not giving us base crit. It's so frustrating on them. Like not like I I don't want to run a prismatic gaze on every single build I play. <laughs> I, think, I think you're supposed to use singularity with that thing. Yeah. I mean, not not crit. You want to do that? Non crit devouring orb. I think that's the way to go. I mean, no, you just go abyssal echoes, but that was boring. But like, you could do that, but then you know, <laughs> have fun with that. But yeah, that was the most frustrating thing about playing this build and the shadow beacon build was trying to get crit chance on the spear and like on the weapons was the most annoying part because it was like. The build is not in playable without that crit chance, because otherwise you're going to have no crit. And if you're not playing crit in last epoch, uh, if you're trying to play a hit build, you're kind of, you know, unless you're rain, then you do some weird stuff. But still, you like need, you need a very good reason to not and, build crit. And I really, really enjoy this because it's the perfect example. It's like the perfect, like, like perfect time for me to start complaining about crit versus non-crit. Because these items want you to go non-crit, but non-crit doesn't exist as an archetype, so these items are worse as a consequence. I, I wanna I wanna interject real quick. So I, I love complaining about crit because like the the dichotomy of of non-crit and crit with like hit-based builds is something that I, I loved harping on with the introduction of singularity. The numbers just aren't big enough. You have to have a singularity of at least 18% from eight to twenty for it to be even the same as a as a crit build that just doesn't have any crit chance on it. It's it's so bad in terms of the return on investment. Yeah, we absolutely need either things like Elemental Overload that give you payoffs for being non-crit that are more widely accessible, things that let you crit anyways, looking at you, what are those gloves called? The void things. But mm -hmm. the, the point is, you, you absolutely need more options. You said Rain is playing non-crit builds? Rain, what's that all about? So I was... <laughs> Situation, I, I wouldn't say I'm playing non-crit builds. It's more like I'm playing builds that can't get crit, and I throw in a singularity until I can find some way to force them to crit. 
Go on. Um, like Singularity is a good. Um, I'm pl- like if I'm playing something with, let's say, um, the uh, the Volcanic Orb Spear, the new one. If I'm playing that, uh, I'm not going to get crit until much later on in my gearing. I'm going to need to put in like a Locket of the Forgotten Knight along with maybe a Prismatic Gaze, and then just get some crit chance because the items don't give increased crit either. So you need to make up for that somewhere too. Um, so then I'm so during that transition point, I'll just say sure. 20% more damage. I'll just throw in a singularity for, for you know, a couple of levels, and then I'll actually fix my crit later. Oh, I was referring to the judgment build. The yeah, the judgment, the judgment build was kind of one of those cases, is another one of those cases where, like, I will go crit eventually on that, but getting the crit is really rough on that when you're unarmed for, like, the melee hit. It's just and there's a reason why you should just ignore the hit part and just go to the consecrated aura. I huh? only heard of people playing the spell dot with those judgment gloves. I'm I'm glad somebody tried it. Rain, good congratulations, good on you. Probably doesn't it okay. compare. It was it's it was I'm I'm happy you did it for me. It does technically outscale the aura eventually if you get to like 150 attunement. Then the then the initial hit will actually deal more damage than the entire ground wheel combined over its entire duration. But you need to get to that point. You know, you could just use the class that doesn't exist and get some, uh, you know, crit vulnerability scaling and you'll just do just fine. It's just a multiplayer build, Rain. Do we need crit vuln on unique items or on gear somewhere? That would break the game. You think so? It would break the game. It would break the game. Because, like, it depends on where, but I'm pretty sure it would break the game if we got crit vuln somewhere that was, like, repeatable and actually usable, like the crit vuln inside uh, Marksman. So so Blade Dancer has crit fallen right now and Blade Dancer is terrible. It's just it's, <laughs> it's just dead. Yes, he's dead. Yep. So crit fallen clearly cannot carry Blade Dancer, so No, it's just <laughs> the problem well the the problem is with with Rogue is it's balanced around uh, all of its skills, everything about it is balanced around the fact that it's always going to be critting no matter what. So it actually is worse because of crit vulnerability existing, right? Because you can, like, if you're playing a rogue build and, like, you don't have crit vuln or whatever on your gear and all that, you're not critting, it feels terrible. It feels awful if you're not critting. <laughs> so it's for, just kind of uh, like... For people who aren't in on every single joke that I make, uh, Blade Dancer is good. <laughs> Blade Dancer is very good. We're just making jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Rain and I have an inside joke. We've been playing with a marksman for a while, EDA, and uh, we keep joking that he doesn't exist because, like, marksman doesn't exist as an archetype because of the detonating arrow dagger. Now it's, like, Blade Dancer, but marksman. <laughs> How do you like that thing? <laughs> well, let Rain I explain. tried it, and you probably I'll couldn't let... pay me to try it right now. With the animation being what it is, I probably wouldn't try it if somebody paid me. I'm sure it does what? damage, though. I'm sure it's great. It does damage. It's just the quality of life. Okay, so the problem with it, Perry, is imagine you take a range skill like detonating, right? but you make it into like a basic attack. That's essentially like what's going on. So like so you I, have I, to I tried, I tried melee detonating arrow as well. I got I have two complaints, and I think if either one got addressed, I'd be happy. So detonating arrow has an attack speed penalty baked into it, even in the bow version. <laughs> like it doesn't say it anywhere unless you look it up on like Tunk Labs, for example. I didn't so even it, know that. <laughs> it it attacks slower than almost every other skill in the game. 
which is awkward and I wish it didn't exist. And maybe the melee version shouldn't have that. Maybe the bow version shouldn't have that. So if either that changed or the range of the basic attack itself, I've walked yeah. up to monsters as melee detonating arrow and missed. I like, think it should just share the same animation as puncture. If it just shared the same animation as like puncture, it'd be fine. It'd, it'd be, be great. great. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It could hit things. That's it wouldn't even be it. bad. It would make up for the fact that you have to play a marksman <laughs> for it. It is cool though. It is pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. I yeah, think I it's like a good it unique. It just, it just, it needs to not be like it needs to literally not be like shank levels of range. It's like, so like, melee. Like, <laughs> come on, man, give me a break. I mean, if it's gonna be shank levels of range, it just needs to have like maybe double the damage it has now, and then I might actually play it. Right? <laughs> Sounds good to me. The damage is pretty okay. Listen, I, wanted, I wanted to mention something. So something we touched on earlier was the change of ailments. So ailment yes. effects got replaced with penetration with ailments. And I, I do need to give a shout out to someone else that we've had on the podcast before. This is Arborist. Arborist had an idea that I hadn't even considered. Now that we have physical penetration with, uh, with shadow daggers, you can actually kind of maybe justify playing a bleed shadow dagger build. Which is never something that you would have considered in the past. Wait, you can't apply ailments with shadow daggers, can you? Shadow daggers are a hit. They can apply yeah, ailments but and they, they can be a Oh, okay, okay. So That's now weird. that you have physical penetration with shadow daggers, the physical penetration gets inherited by whatever ailments they apply. And like, I, I didn't think about that until Arbor started mean, telling me about his idea. The, the problem is, is like you get so much fizz pen as rogue anyways for bleed. Exactly. Yeah. Like you could just do bleed lethal mirage and apply a hundred stacks of bleed that tick the boss down in like three seconds and you're done. You know. But it's new. New is interesting. Fight it me. Is, it is. Fair enough. Wait, wait. Are you saying that shadow daggers are dead though? I thought that's what it, what the. I thought the blade dancer was terrible. Was. Yeah. It's a garbage class. Shadow daggers yeah. are not dead. Don't wait, let shadow daggers. Shadow daggers have been like OP for so long now, and they finally got the nerf that they needed and. Oh, all of a sudden the class is dead. And they're still extremely good, by the way. They're like still yeah. better than every single other option for oh, most builds. Oh, you know what? We, Rain, we're stupid. Wait, we're stupid. Know. You know how like I was saying right, that's like, the end of the podcast. Thanks everyone for being here. <laughs> no, you know how we were saying, oh yeah, like the worst thing in the patch. We we have a collective hate for this one change. Enemy ailment scaling. You want you want to go into that, Rain? So. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on. I think there might be some bugs or latency-related things going on with this. There, there, there have been conversations with this with EHG that have occurred, and we're not entirely sure what's going on yet. But some specific damage over times, and especially poison on enemies, feel a little weird. And that's kind of... yeah. So poison's base damage got doubled. So... Like like early Space early game leveling with poison higher. is bigger is like is better than it used to be. Like low stacks of poison is better than it used to be. But poison tornadoes, when they tick me, deal a ton of damage. Even if I'm it's capped funny. on poison rats. We were we were teased on this too during the Steel Mage uh Steel Mage Zizzerin uh stream too. We were teased on this because we saw it happen yeah, too. I noticed yeah. Steel almost died of like two tacks of two stacks of poison in like half a second. In yeah. the hardcore thing, whatever they were doing. Remember I, when you I were immediately carrying... went to ask them, just like, hey, that looks kind of crazy. Please tell me you're going to fix that. And they were like, yeah, we're going to look at it. 
Yeah, remember uh, remember when you were carrying me through the Lightless Arbor? You want to okay. explain that? I have, I have an analogy for Lightless Arbor. Has anybody here ever played a FromSoft game? And have you ever been to a Poison Swamp? <laughs> That's Lightless Arbor right now. <laughs> yeah, so essentially, right now, for some reason, we don't know why, there hasn't been any confirmations, but it has been a lot of community members have come out, and we've all kind of collectively decided that for some reason ailments on enemies are kind of uh, spooky. It, it uh, feels it feels like something's wrong. And you must be wondering, Dread, well, didn't the uh, the entire community like as a whole just not run Poison Res for like the longest of time now? Yeah, but we still built Poison Res this patch and it's still spooky. Yeah. And uh, you want to talk 140% poison resistance and was dying to poison in like mm -hmm. fractions of a second. It was kind of insane. I was overcapped for the shot. You want to talk about Deer Boy? Deer Boy's uh, uh, there too. You mean the horse? Yes, the horse. Yes. Pardon? Talk about the horse. Uh, uh, Herod. Herod. Oh, sure. Elk Daddy. I'm a horse because I can, then I can call my abomination glue factory and it feels good. Good lord. Okay. <laughs> um, his aura seems a little weird at the moment, basically, is the short of it. The cold aura, it ticks really quick. It also applies cold shred, if anybody didn't know. Fun fact. Um, and it tends to kill me before I can even see it. So it's good. I think this this might be a latency related thing though, and I'm sure that'll get dealt with in the future. There's lots of ways they can deal with it, but I think what happens here is like you get kind of like a fake tick or two before you actually see the visual appear, and then you take a third tick and you look at your health bar and you're like, oh my god, why am I almost dead? And you freak out because you've actually been in there for three times as long as you think you have because of yeah. your latency or whatever. So mm -hmm. I think it's just a it's something that will get dealt with, I'm sure eventually. Yeah. Mr. Horsey dude is definitely one of the higher um, higher death counts for my character. Yeah, right now. I, I want to throw I want to throw my, my complaint out there. Like I don't I don't want to spend too much time talking about bugs because there are a lot of bugs. Yeah, yeah. But I die all the time to Reign of Dragons to uh, to the Bone <laughs> Dragon guy. He's got this uh, invisible. I think I think his breath is invisible or like oh, it's, so, it's hitting no, you know the too bleed big pools. You know the bleed pools on yeah. the ground. Some of those can be invisible right now. And bigger, no, but I'm, I'm, I am, st I've played this game. I know where the bleed pools are <laughs> supposed to be. I'm standing in the middle of nothing and I take so much damage. It's and latency. it's not percent health damage. It's and latency. If it's latency, you got to fix it because that is, that is unbearable in hardcore. It seems to be related it. to the horse, the horse dude. That's, that's like all of this seems to be like there's something going on with the ailment stuff and it's just, it's just crazy. Like it, it's like before this patch. Like it was just this patch too. It was just this patch. It was it's insane. And like I, I don't know why it feels like it does, but it does. I I want to <laughs> force us collectively crazy. I I want to force us to uh to move on to a new uh, topic of conversation. Yeah, of and we started out talking about like our favorite changes and our least favorite changes. We talked a little bit of ailments as well. Uh, I want to say like like what. What, what, what's like a new build that you've been playing? Like a new build that's enabled by a unique item or a change to an existing item or a, like a bug fix, new skills. What's something brand new that people can do in this patch that they've never been able to do before? I'll let you go first, Rainy. There are a lot of new things in this patch to play with. Like, th there are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of things. I mean, I guess the, the gen most general way to put it is like, 
we're in multiplayer now. Um, you don't need to have a build that can play all the content in the game anymore. You can have a build that's just really good at running people through dungeons. You can have a build that's just really good at pushing corruption, but can't do the timeline boss. And now you can group up with somebody who has a different specialized build and do that as well. So like a lot of builds that were held back by the fact that you don't have the ability to get through, maybe you can't clear monolith echoes fast enough, but you're really good at killing the boss. That would be a big problem for a build, yeah. but it's not so much a big problem anymore because you can just go find somebody playing Smite Hammered and to clear all the echoes for you. And, yeah. you know, and then you can help them by killing their bosses in three seconds. Maybe you so can't do T4 Jirla and you need to, like, make this legendary. You can just ask someone else for yeah. help. So the amount of specialist builds that kind of get opened up by just being able to party is really huge. And it's kind of, like, mind-blowing. It's really hard to wrap my head around, like, how many things you could get away with now. It's very explosive. Friends, yeah. Well, uh, what, the... Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, uh, I was gonna say the build that I become that's become like my favorite, my fan favorite already. Uh, this patch, just by playing it a little bit more, is definitely uh, Ghost Maker. Just anything around Ghost Maker, specifically making Infernal Shade like actually do damage i don't understand why we need to slap a 700 percent more damage modifier to make a skill work but but this is a very satisfying way of doing it so if you don't know what ghost maker does is uh, the, the most important part of it for this build is you get 60 to 70 percent more damage per wraith you own for infernal shade against rares and unique enemies and bosses and it can scale all the way up to like 700% more damage or something stupid like that. And it is absolutely insane to go through a mono, cast your Infernal Shades, watch it like take a second to kill like trash mobs, but then one tick on like a rare and just like you instantly kill the rare, like in one tick. It is interesting way of playing the game where like your clear is like okay, but your bossing is like really, really good. And it's, but also as well, you also get to summon wraiths on kill with the dagger with infernal shade or just in general. And then you get to uh, cast infernal shade on the wraiths kill as well. So you can use the dagger for different builds. You don't have to just use it for what I used it for, right? So like I used one, it to make infernal it's not just one build. Yes. You can do like a bunch of different stuff. And I really like that kind of unique design where like you get to use it for multiple different builds. There is a melee wraith build out there, thanks to the new animations and the way they feel. Uh there's a new melee wraith build that uses Ghostmaker, and they will apply themselves their own infernal shades for them. And it feels amazing. It's pretty sweet. It kind of sounds like the opposite of the uh, of the Rat City Spear, torment yes. of, the, of the Lost Refuge, or whatever. Well, the thing is, is the problem is the Rat City Spear doesn't say seven hundred percent more damage, and Infernal Shade was in an okay spot. The problem with Infernal Shade is it's meant for quote unquote clear, so it's like let's just give it away to do single targets, so you don't feel bad. The problem is. <laughs> Refrain of the flesh, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, um, let's just say. Uh, remember, like day one. Remember day day one when we had to like turn off our profanity filters and stuff. Like we we call those guys the profanity filter. We just like leave the monolith and come back in. Because you're gaining 
700% more damage against rare unique monsters, and Profane Flesh mm-hmm. are never counting as rare monster. So you they just said no that damage. they were going to fix that. So cool. They said Sounds they interesting. Fix that yeah. <laughs> I always That's hated. The there's there's no that glacier that you pick up. You just like more yeah. damage against rare unique monsters, and then you just like all of your damage falls off a cliff. I mean, that's why uh, that's why the the sword doesn't work right now. The Aurelis, that's why nobody plays it right now. It's because of the existence of profane flushes and stuff. To be fair, there's other reasons that I don't use that item, but okay. I mean, yeah, but like that's the main reason why nobody cares about it. But otherwise, it would be a cool unique. But yeah, that's that's my favorite build so far. There's a lot of other ones that I like so far, but that's my favorite one. What what's your favorite build build so far? Yeah, so Larry. I, I just finished recording some stuff for this. It's going to sound like I'm shilling my own YouTube channel, which I am. So oh boy. when I was a brand new player and I used Hungering Souls for the very first time, oh, I thought yes. it would be so good. I was like, my brain is so big. I'm going to build Poison Chance and then all the Hungering Souls are going to hit the same monster and they're all going to apply. Po- Turns out it doesn't <laughs> do that. I thought it did when I was a brand new last Depop player. I thought it shotgunned. I thought it was super strong. It was like, okay, but it didn't do mm-hmm. anything what I thought it did. So now we have an updated unique item. It's a Curse of Perseverance. It allows your Hungering Souls to shotgun, and it's awesome. It's, whew, it's so good. Like, you can play Crit with it. You can play Ignite with it. You can do, you can do anything with it. It's so cool. I love it. Yeah. The animation isn't cool enough yet. It still fires them like normal, all side by side. It's supposed to fire them all in sequence. So I'm looking forward to that being bug fixed so that I can yeah. just look at the I, build and see. I like really it cool. because it's the same kind of concept that Ghostmaker is, where it just enables more archetypes to mm-hmm. exist. And one thing I like about the Hungering Souls change in general is that its entire skill tree got changed. And it went from like, I, so this is a little bit of like a, a semi rant, but I really like what they're doing with a Lich specifically, uh, where they're making Rip Blood and Hungering Souls and all these other skills like Infernal Shade all stand on their own. So one day when, you know, Death Seal and Lich Form get nuked from orbit, we actually still have a class to play. Mm, I think that's, that's a very smart on. decision no, to that, do. No, 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 they're not going to do that. Surely they wouldn't do that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, I there's a so. reason why they're making them so strong now. It's because like no. they have to no, stand they're, on they're their buffing own. Buffing Lich because Lich needed buffs. Yeah, That's totally. Why I agree. Yeah. Lich needs buffs. Lich, totally. come on. Like, but yeah, like the hungering souls. The hungering souls, forty percent more damage. Like global dot. That's insane. I love it. That's oh, such the a node cool that change. you're talking about. I found that really interesting. Yeah. So there's there's a new node. Oh, we can talk about this for a second. There's a new node in hungering souls. It gives you more global damage over time, so it applies to the rest of your build, against enemies who are possessed. But per point, it scales the duration. So if you dump all your points in there, the buff lasts for 40 seconds. No, that's a visual thing. It's 8. Even if the buff did last for 40 seconds, it's only against possessed enemies, and possessed and yeah, lasts like, 1.5 seconds. Possessed only lasts like 2.5 seconds or something, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a bug, sadly. We, we right, tried right. that. I saw that. <laughs> I got one more interesting thing for you. And this is something that I've actually already heard from devs about. If you read the alt text on that node, it says that uh, if Hungering Souls is converted to fire, then it works against enemies hit with, with spreading, spreading flames. Yes, I remember you that. All, you, you basically don't have any way of applying spreading flames as a lich unless you're using unique items. So in the future, the devs have said they'd like to make that a little bit more self-contained 
They'd like for Lich to have some kind of way, maybe an infernal shade, maybe on dread shade somewhere, you know. Well, maybe one day spreading plague becomes this ailment that we can actually use sure. in skill and function. Oh, oh my god. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna derail the podcast again, but this needs to be talked about. EHG needs to stand for their crimes, sand trial. What did you do to my boy Surf and Strike? What did you do, Rain? You wanna, you wanna, you wanna uh, pile on the evidence here? Uh, well, yeah, it's uh, it's not a good <laughs> skill anymore. I don't really I mean the, the evidence is go play it and suffer and then see. <laughs> but okay. seriously, it's uh, is it is like is the poison dead? Is is crit dead? Is is frostbite <laughs> yes. dead? It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. Frostbite's fine. But, okay, so Serpent Strike was a skill that kind of was carried by one node, and that was the node that gave you global increased damage over time whenever you use it. Mm -hmm. uh, and the rest of the skill was kind of a joke. So I guess maybe they thought that the skill was okay, and then they removed that. that one node that was OP or something, but they didn't add anything else to the tree to kind of make it like... Do you no like, longer get a stacking buff to your increased damage over time? No, you don't get... Oh, you get dodge still. So the problem is... Okay... That's fine. I'm okay yeah, with that. I'm happy that's gone. That shouldn't be there. Yeah, that shouldn't be that the shouldn't reason be the skill is used, but there needs to be a different reason to use the skill that isn't just, well, I was forced to because I picked Stormblade by accident. Yeah, so... Yeah, so you know how, like, Surf and Strike is like a poison skill? Right? What, what if I told you in its entire tree there's actually no poison scaling whatsoever? Like, the ailment poison... There's no poison scaling. There is, I think there's one node that can give you 24% chance to apply poison. That's it. That's surely, all you get. Surely there's like g generic more no. damage modifiers. I mean, yeah, I mean, okay, there, there is, is one. Right. Yeah. There's the one that has a cooldown that like, you have to get stacks and then you'll do it. That's like apply once every five seconds However, or something like that. You, you have to stop attacking for like a couple seconds to gain that buff and you're playing a poison build. Um, good luck. Yeah. Huh. So what they did was they removed all of that scaling stuff and they added a new ailment. It's like a giga poison or quote unquote giga poison. And it's like 150 flat damage and you can scale it through a lot of different means, but it only stacks once. And the problem with that is, is like it doesn't actually scale to the point where it should be. It should like if that worked, if that's what the skill did, I would be fine with that. It would be interesting to play a Surf and Strike build where you didn't have to skill 600% increased cast, attack and cast speed. But the problem is, it's like, that that is not the case. It's great while leveling, though, I've heard. But, yeah, yeah. so, like, I, I, like just just take, a, take, a, take some time and just read through the tree, and you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Although, Crit Swarmblade got buffed. Uh, like Frostbite melee, Swarmblade. Melee damage Crit Swarmblade? Yes, that got buffed. You can play that. It also gets a lunge, a free lunge with its attack, that, which is cool. The lunge looks awesome. It's a little bugged it, right now, but it's it, cool. It reminds me of a game that you and I have played before, Ghost Lord. <laughs> yes. Do you yes. remember the lunge that the, uh, yeah, the, I know the melee about, daggers yeah. had in that game? It was yeah. incredible. It felt so good. Like, I, saw, in, I saw a Twitch clip of Vision yeah. GL playing with Serpent Strike, mm -hmm. and like his character kept lunging forward. I want to play that skill. Apparently, yeah. I need to play crit. Sure. I mean, well, no, you just whatever you do, just don't like just don't actually play poison with it. And the problem is, it's like. That's the point. And with Aspect of the Viper getting 
taken out and shot out back, you know, with whoa, whoa, finally whoa, whoa. came. I didn't, I haven't read that. It's penetration now. Is what, didn't you like, didn't you like 700% increased penetration? Come on, Perry, get with the memo. Isn't that, doesn't that sound but great? But it still gives 100 poison chance and it still has attack speed on the same note. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but it's not the same. But you can just get all that penetration for using Salt of Wound instead. Or yeah. I guess now you don't run Salt of Wound, but then that's... Like Wingard or something. Wingard's good. I mean, yeah, but what, what I'm trying to say is, though... Okay, okay. Actually, sorry, what, what Wingard's conflicts with Serpent Venom. But... You're not going to play, like, Poison Serpent Strike anymore. Like, gotcha. Poison. You can play the ult ailment it gives... You can play Frostbite, which is pretty okay. You can play Crit with Stormblade, but or you could play like the Serpent Primal Serpent if you want to like go hate yourself. But like what I mean is, it's like they took a poison skill and then they took out all the poison stuff from it, and it's like oh, like it uh, legitimately, legitimately, it is a better Frostbite skill. Then it is a poison skill right now. When you when you say frostbite, is also that like I have to use Mordidas's touch, or is this like is there a conversion? No, in there there's notes in the tree. For you it. you okay. do it for Swarmblade for uh, frostbite yeah. Swarmblade. You'd use okay. it. Yeah, yeah. You would you wouldn't play this on Beastmaster. It's just Swarmblade specifically, and it's just it's just really weird and awkward. It's like when I saw the change, it was like one of the like I I don't know. It's one of the weirdest changes I've ever seen in this entire game. From playing it for three years, that is the one that like like Rain was there when I saw it. It was it was ridiculous. Like it yeah, was he, he burst. He started. There was tears. He was just crying. Yeah. It was horrible. It was, yeah, it was my favorite skill. And, and now you it, and I both like Serp. I like. I know. Yeah, we, we love yeah. Serpent Strike. Yeah, uh -huh. and it's like. Like before, like sure, it had that increased damage route, but at least it was usable then. Mm -hmm. Now it's just like maybe this will make them actually have to like fix Beastmaster at its core, I guess. But like still, it's just yeah. How much damage does the Serpent Venom do? Not enough in endgame. Not no, I it's can tell you. That much. Its base is 150 over three seconds. You can test yeah. that on the dummy. Which is really very high. Almost almost half as high. Wait. What's Doom? Doom's 400, isn't it? Is it even like 1,200? Yeah, Doom stacks... Doom st there. stacks three times, but... I mean, you can try it. Go right ahead. It's just... Like, you know, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. All right. I had yeah. no idea. There is there is one way to make it work, and it's as degenerate as you could possibly ever imagine, though. What's so, the degenerate way of building Serpent Strike? Specifically, it's Serpent Venom to make that work. So, you know how enemies can get crit avoid? So you can't crit them. Well, if you can get to a hundred percent crit avoid, you can use the node in Serpent Venom that makes it scale with your uh, final melee critical strike chance and Gambler's Fallacy, because now you've never crit recently because you have a, they have a hundred percent crit avoid, and then suddenly the Serpent Venom does like barely enough damage to play. It's really good. So <laughs> if you can get the enemies to never receive a crit, yep, you can still scale your crit chance without getting the fifty percent less. And, from and singularity doesn't work because singularity sets your crit chance to zero. Yep. Wow. And it also doesn't work for the one attack thing because uh, the serpent venom seems like it reads your crit chance out after you've crit with the serpent strike that applied it. So that means the fifty percent less applies from the gambler's fallacy applies to the effect that you'd get from that. It's still really bad, but you could technically do that, and it's kind of stupid. Uh, they could fix it. 
But they could like, just they could just games. make the number. They could just like I'll be honest. Like I'm pretty sure if they just made note, the numbers bigger, I don't know. The bottom note is more damage with serpent venom per stack of poison on the enemy, but only when the enemy is at high health. If that was just not only at high health, it would probably so be okay. It's yeah. very yeah, strange. Like stacking it up, and you're like, okay, I'm going to stack up lots of poisons, and that takes time. And then by the time you get a lot of poisons, it's already beyond that threshold, and the node mm -hmm. does nothing. It's really weird. Yeah, it's 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 definitely one of the most uh, confusing changes of the patch so far. Let me uh, let me throw in a new topic of conversation here. We talked about updates. So we talked about brand new builds that you can play, and like a couple ideas there. What about like updates to existing builds? Is there a build that like was pretty okay and now it's absurd, or like a build that has new toys, a build that you like want to play in a different oh, way than before? Uh, so, Icicle Marksman. Yeah, uh, ED8 was someone we were playing with, um, who's also a CT. Had their bow mage character. They were running them for a while with uh, regular detonating arrow setups that you kind of run, and eventually they decided we to kind of be. I convinced I, them finally. Yeah. They switched to using pure multi-shot, and they realized that, we kind of realized that Umbral Blades can give you mana back now, so it's a really strong mana sustain skill for Rogue. And you can use that to basically trivialize, like not trivialize, but it, it's enough to make it so that using multi-shot as the only way to proc your icicles is actually sufficient to... You get to play it the fun work. way again. Yeah. Also, multi-shot exactly. got its mana reduced, too. Yeah. I, I kind of like the detonating arrow thing. You can still use it. I mean, it's yeah, it's you can like do it. yeah, multi shots just disgusting. Really? Okay. Yeah. Like yeah, I just like discovers don't this like it. Time. By the way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I've, I've played the multiplayer. The server before. I really like enjoyed it. it. I know. I know. Carve the uh, one of the QA people from EHG really enjoys multi shot too. So just like multi shot, that's your only way of proccing the uh, yeah. The bone. You don't need uh, the reason why you use detonating arrows because multi shot chugs mana like you know like it mm -hmm. chugs. And you also, it's kind of weird, but now with the mana changes and all that, with Umbral Blade buffs, who would have thought uh, Umbral Blade buffs coming out of my mouth? But yeah, um, yeah, it, it's it's fun. It's definitely a way of playing it. I'm playing it on a Blade Dancer right now with the Umbral Blades thing. You know how, like, you couldn't run that plus two Shadow Node without some investment on the Shadow Cascade setup? Mm -hmm. You can do that now with Umbral Blades. So because Umbral, as Umbral Blades, consuming. it, it got to change where the first throw yeah. costs mana and the next two don't cost mana. How yeah, are you, you using Umbral Blades to generate you mana? You completely ignore that part. So there's a, the node for recall on shift. Mm -hmm. That node was kind of like a meme before, but nobody mm -hmm. ever really ran it. But it was it's always been interesting. Uh, so the node for recall on shift now gives you two mana per blade recalled when you shift. Yeah. So you, you can throw a lot of blades, node. by the way. That's pretty good. And what you do is you use the node inside uh, Umbral Blades that drops a blade down when you use a shadow. So every single time that I do the Sync Strike plus Shadow Cascade plus Shift, I put down four blades and then I consume them. And I get eight extra mana. Now that must not sound like much. That must not sound like much. But that's eight mana per attack. And over a long period of time, that is a lot of extra mana you get to play with. And that means less affixes you need on gear. Like, for instance, on my current Shadow Cascade uh, setup right now that I'm playing, you do you only need, like, one tier five affix of the, of the what is it called, the Sync Strike mana efficiency, and you're good to go. That's all you need. That's so how it. are you generating shadows on your bow build for the bow mage character? 
Well, you don't use. So what you do is basically yeah, you just occasionally ones. throw out some umber blades. You can leave, you can use like the shift node to generate one every now and then, mm -hmm. but you occasionally just throw some umber blades into a corner and then shift, and you're fine. Yeah, you just like it, throw it, one, two, three, then dash. If and you that had like three hundred mana, mana three hundred mana, and you cast like a few times and then shift, you'd be back at three hundred mana. That's how many blades you're throwing out. It's insane. It's you like, might not get back nuts. to. I'm not sure if you get back to 300. You, like, yeah, it's, it's a lot. I don't want to exaggerate too much. Like, it's not. Yeah, um, it, it's a lot. It's not like a mana. broken amount of mana sustain. It's like fairly reasonable, but it's a lot. It's better it's a, than using flurry. Exactly, it's a lot better than having to use flurry or puncture for mana. It's it. You don't have to hit an enemy with it. You just kind of get it back. It's a lot less ridiculous. It's a lot more fun on Blade Dancer when you can automate it. Yeah, I believe that. That's sweet. Okay, I'm into it. Yeah, Umbral hmm. Blade buffs. Who would have thought? So regarding updates to existing builds, I'm just going to talk about the build that I'm playing currently. I was playing before <laughs> the podcast began today. Yes. Uh, there's a build out there that, to me, was it, it seems like a meme, but it's actually really good. And that is using the uh, the totem pop for Thorn Totem. And it, so as, as soon as you're casting your Thorn Totems, if you cast beyond your limit, they start exploding over and over. And it turns out the explosion's a really good way of scaling damage. So we, uh, we've been trying two different ways of, of doing it now. There is a cold conversion, which you probably want to do for crit, because if you're playing a druid, which you ought to be, you get a bunch of extra cold penetration from the druid tree. And then you could try the frostbite thing. I don't think the frostbite version of this totem pop scales nearly as well as the crit, but uh, you get to use serpent's milk. And putting on one serpent's milk and having extremely good damage for a very long time doesn't scale that well but the the floor of the build is very high you just get 200 percent chance you get to mitigate the downside of using serpent's mill and just play frostbite for a while it's it's been a lot of fun poking around with this yeah that's that's i'm still surprised that that node remained unscathed i like how serpent strike got all of his damage scaling removed but but the totem node just fine oh do you mean nightshade <laughs> briar the more damage yes. the thorn hits yes it, it has yes. a cap it's only Oh, is it a cap yeah, now? It's, it's only 120 percent oh. more oh, damage. That's so much better. Thank you. So it's oh only 120 percent yeah. more damage for one. Because I've been looking into the totems, and they look very interesting when they actually like when when Storm Totem gets fixed specifically. Uh -huh. um, yes. Right now, there's a bug with Storm Totem. You know, like the area. It's it's making it so the area that they they hit in is a larger area or whatever, but like it's just supposed to make the individual lightning bolts hit in a larger area, so there's more overlap. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they've there there's like there's a new node on Storm Totem. What's the node? The more damage per what? What is it? Rain for it shock gives you chance? flat. It gives you flat um, damage per shock. Flat chance. lightning damage on the totem per yeah. shock of per shock chance. Yeah, mm -hmm. on you. Yeah. You can scale a lot of that, so I it's like, like you that. get like sixty flat, um, sixty flat lightning for it, which makes you you don't have to use the crow like for everything anymore. It's nice. Love yeah. it. Maybe one day they'll uh, increase the duration of a peevil totem, so it's actually playable. <laughs> I do want to give Thorn Totem okay. one more shout out. There's a new node that just got added to it. It has uh, you only each Thorn Totem only shoots one projectile, but it shoots with a hundred fifty percent increased cast speed and some extra accuracy on it as well. I've seen Rhodey playing a pretty convincing version of it. Looks very, very strong. And then we've yeah. seen Hunter. Hunter's the CT who created the uh, the B unique item in the game. Um, he he's also been playing it and it looks really good. So if you like Thorn Totem, yeah. it's got updated visuals. It's well, got new ways to play. It. It's pretty cool. 
I played with it a bit while leveling, and I will say them reducing the projectiles and all that, but making them more smart. It helps a lot while leveling before, like you'd use Thorn Totem and you're just like, why am I even wasting my man? It's kind of hope. And now, now it actually feels amazing while leveling. They've done a good job on that. And it just looks like a skill that actually, other than exploding it, you can actually play the skill now. And that's fun. Like playing a werebear with Thorn Totem now, plus uh, the vines and all that, vine bear. That must be really fun right now. Is, is vine bear, <laughs> like using the vines as primary source of damage, playing a werebear, is that still a thing with the change yes. to Garden of Rage? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you, you don't care. You weren't using that much mana anyways in guard. Like you were just like mauling every so often. You weren't using that much rage at all. Gotcha. Okay. That that's more of a change to like um like cold out werebear, but cold out werebear got a fat thirty five percent more damage modifier on top of another fat forty percent more damage modifier. So it's fine that we have to use the amulet. Guys. Cold, cold out werebear is actually looking better than before. Cold out werebear, yeah. Cold out werebear at least has double the amount of damage that it had before. They 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 like they like bu- like the buff stick. All you have to use is that rinky dink amulet now, and it's like whatever. <laughs> who cares? All right, and Rain, it's low OP. Rain, same question to you then. What about like updates to existing builds? A bomb. Yeah, A bomb's uh, A bomb's in a pretty interesting spot. So they kind of decided that um, the stomp on A bomb, it's it used to be like an earthquake aftershock, right? And AOE is kind of small on those. But then they decided, but well, what if we just made it the full earthquake instead? So now it covers like half the screen and it's amazing. It and is it has so, a it's an experience. Playing with an A bomb character in your party at like 500 corruption, it's an experience. Yeah, it's it's quite entertaining to watch the uh, the big boy just run around like wiping out, you know, entire packs and their families and everything yeah. else near them with like a single stop. What something. I like about Necro in general right now is they're slowly getting it to the point where like it's not necessarily a niche option anymore, like it's more casual friendly. I still don't think it's like five minion casual friendly unless you never want to touch it empowered monoliths ever but like like in general it feels very casual friendly now it sounds it sounds like what you're saying like as long as you're not just skeleton archers and skeleton mages and zombies and like a bunch of random stuff yeah as long as you're actually playing an actual build like necro has this is the best necro has ever been even like with all the changes everything just in terms of usability just 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 the skeletal mage change alone like that's so good. Like you mean the convocation just, movement skill, right? Yeah, it's gotcha. it, like I, I don't know how to like like it, it's it's a world of difference. And then like with a bomb actually having a reason to not play the the infinite duration version, where like you know you actually get AOE with the stomp. Like I could see myself having to resummon a bomb. Don't play it during the campaign right now. But uh, abomination like actually feels like as though there's more than one way. The swipe got buffed. Like the soul reeve got buffed. Like it actually feels good to play it outside of the infinite duration scaling one. And like bone golem. Like uh, speaking of MVPs of the patch. Bone golem. Oh my god, bone golem. I, you were telling so, me about the fire stuff where it consumes skeletons? I want to tell you about the bone, the, the blood one first. Rain, you want okay. to explain the blood one and so, why it's so OP? Do you like ball lightning? 
Good. I, love I know you like ball. It's great. Everybody loves ball, I think. Yeah. Well, imagine if your bone golem could spam ball lightning like every second or two with enough cooldown investment. And imagine if that ball lightning did a lot of damage. And it also looks like the bone golem just kind of like throwing a ball, like literally. Now imagine if also, also as well, that ball, uh, yeah, that ball light. So people were confused when I made the support necro build guide recently that Rain helped me put together. And they're like, Dread, you don't have any regen. You don't have zombies. You don't have anything to sustain yourself. Why are you constantly at like 2K life like it's nothing? Like you're ta- like you're tanking hits and you're still sustaining. It's because of hunger inside of Bone Golem. So your hits restore health to you and it into the golem. This effect restores an additional health per two vitality. So it gets up to 75. Wait, no, where is it? I know it's five, like 65. 65 base and you also get an extra one per two vitality so i had like 30 vitality so i got like 15 extra on top of that so it was like 80 80 per hit that little ball lightning thing that can hit three enemies and it like ticks like crazy like like i was at 2k health and like 400 corruption with no defenses no sustain other than like the bone golem and like it is like like move over zombie like it's insane like you just throw a golem in your party don't even have to touch it just make sure it doesn't die in like the health gain on hit thing and it just keeps you alive the entire time what about what about bone golem is like a primary source of damage oh okay so right right now basically yeah the ai looks amazing so it has like basically whenever you give a minion a dash attack of any kind it becomes much, much, much better in the AI department because it actually has options it can use rather than just trying to walk up and melee things like an idiot. So yeah. Bone Golem, first off, it uses animations from Werebear, which is pretty awesome. Uh, so yeah. it has like the, you know, the, the, the rampage where it like kind of runs and like gallops forwards. It and it also has, yep, it also has That's mole. That's adorable, yeah. okay. You get a um, chance, you need to watch the video. Yeah, it's really adorable. It. Got it's it, great. got it. Uh, so right now there's a bug with Bone Golem and Bone Curse and all that. So Retaliate is kind of off the shelf right now. But once they fix that, Retaliate's better than it's ever been. Uh, like Retaliate in general. It, it, I was watching Jimji play it. He's playing a fixed quote-unquote version of it. There, there's a bug going around. I don't want to like talk about the bug because it like it involves infinite loops of some kind, so I'm not going to go into that. But uh, yeah, Retaliate's going to be amazing when it's fixed. And then the Infernal Shade Golem that we were talking about, the Infernal Shade, but like the Infernal Aura. So it does enough damage. If we're going to talk about like the most fair necromancer build ever in quote unquote like the the infernal aura golem is like the go-to there it does like 200k ticks but it's like having an rf golem it's great it's amazing 200k is 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 fine yeah like that's good enough the the clear the clear makes up for it the clear is amazing he'll just walk through stuff things will die around it with the new aoe with new uh, a new ai it's great and then of course you get to teleport it with you like Everything about the Infernal Aura Golem is great. The only problem is, is Dreadshade targeting is still as bad as it is as it, as, as it has been. I wish I could just like click on like the the character portrait of the Bone Golem and apply it to it or something like that. Like right now, Dreadshade just targets the nearest ally or whatever, and it's very buggy. But once they fix that and make Dreadshade targeting not annoying, 
that that build will be amazing to play. I like it. it. It's fun. <laughs> it's like it's maybe, on my list of builds I'm gonna build. start. Maybe it's maybe, like maybe. the nicest thing about it is you get Bungle at like level like what like ten. You get Bungle yeah. like it's your third or fourth or fifth. I don't know. Really early. And like you just pop the thing down and it starts hopping around like a happy little dog and it's like all excited to see you and then it goes up to the nearest pack of enemies and it jumps onto them and one shots all of them with a giant like slam. It's just it's really You're funny to enjoy watch. enjoy Bone Golem when you actually play it. I leveled I remember at the beginning of just the don't team, play the ice. I leveled with Got it. some Got other it. people and I was running Bone Golem just leveling with it. And they were just like they were kind of just saying the entire time that they were kind of just mesmerized watching the thing run around and slap stuff because it was so adorable. <laughs> they weren't even yeah. like paying attention. It, it right, is so, so it's, it's now on my to do list. I have to play the build. Got it. It's an actual build. Like it's it's amazing. I love cool. it. It's it's I, it's got a place in my heart now. I've, I've got one <laughs> more topic. We're we're over an hour at this point. We're like an hour and fifteen minutes or so. I've got one more thing that I want to sneak in at the end. I'm not too worried about how long this takes because I I don't think there's much to say. Uh are there things you want to do now that we have both multiplayer and arena enabled? Is there is there something cheesy you want to try, like perma taunt with a bunch of decoy totems? What's, oh, what's something that you have on your to-do list? Arena, I've heard from quote-unquote sources, arena is kind of a, a mess balance-wise. Like, you know how like in a boss fight in multiplayer, you could just like come back in after you die mm -hmm. when you're like killing a boss and you like you still get stuff. But just imagine that, but for arena. Yeah, so you can like cheese it. There is a there is a limit of there is a little bit of a limit to that, as far as I understand. I haven't tried oh, it is? myself, but I've heard that there is a limit to okay. that to some degree. It's like I think you have to go to the next like set of waves or something before you can re-enter. Oh, so like okay. if you die, you're out for the you're out for like a couple waves. I think it's that's still how it very works. cheesy. It's it, still it, very there's cheesy. a lot of cheese. Uh, even just being in a party is just so strong for arena. There's so many ridiculous things you can do in a party. Like you could just have your dreadshade bot sitting in the corner, you know, spamming dreadshades and giving you sixty percent more damage and like a hundred flat and a hundred pen for gold. a bunch of armor. Like, so TLDR, if you want a fair and balanced arena experience. You're going to be forced into solo mode right now until they like do things. But the problem I have with it is, is if they start balancing skills and stuff around arena, it's going to start affecting skills in the actual game. Mm -hmm. Like for instance, support Necro right now is a fun build. We've been playing with it. Rain and I have been playing with it a bunch. We've been theorizing it and testing it and fixing it. It is insane, the offhand, but it takes a lot of investment. It's a lot of fun to play. But it would definitely be one of the first builds that gets chopped off once, like if they cared about scaling arena for a party. So it's like the problem is, is we got to step back and ask ourselves, is this like a game that's supposed to be competitive like that? Or is this supposed to be a fun game? Right. It's like, are we going to start balancing the arena around like the game around arena? Or are we going to start balancing it around the actual game? Right, because like, don't get me wrong, arena's fun, right? Don't get me wrong, but like, I don't think it should be what the devs focus all of their effort on because it's gonna like ruin the game. So like, if, if something's busted in co-op multiplayer arena, maybe yeah. you just leave it there. Well, like, yeah, I, like I think like if so you want to do it, fun. I think they can find ways to walk the middle yeah. here. I think. Like I think it we is don't too, have but to balance solely around arena or solely around monoliths. I think once we have more leaderboards in the game, which I think they've said they've wanted to do a couple times now, 
uh, as I recall, like if you get like corruption pushing leaderboards or something mm. like that, there's going to be metas mm. for arena and there's going to be metas for other things. And that's perfectly acceptable that there are some yeah. things that are better than other things. Cause that's just how the game's going to work no matter what you do. So as long as I think like the really egregious stuff, I think is okay to tune down, but as long as they're not like too focused on trying to normalize the field, it should work yeah. out. Okay. I think. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. I just, I just hope that they just don't go crazy because, like I said, like it's an ARPG after all, right? Like, yeah, people will break the game no matter what you do. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah, you can't stop it. In a way, that's the point. I, I, I want to break the game. I want to find bugs. I want to have something ridiculous happening eventually. Maybe not all the time, but eventually. Oh, cool. So we've uh. We're just about an hour and 20 minutes. I think we're going to call it there. Made it through our topics. We added in some extra conversations about skills that maybe I want to try out. Maybe having a bone golem in my party for a change. Talked a lot about ailments as well and how those change. So, Rain, I got to say, it's been, uh, it's been nice talking to you. Today's my first time talking to you in person. So, thank you. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me here. And Dread, thank you as always for being my co-host. Episode 21. We're going to have this up on YouTube and Spotify in the next couple of days. So if you're looking for this after the fact, if you're not watching here live on Twitch, make sure to tell us where you're watching it on YouTube or Spotify so we can make sure that we're giving you the best viewing, listening, consumption experience possible because we want to make sure that you're having a good time too. So thanks for being here. I appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Ah, uh, that was fun. <laughs>